You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, folks. Welcome back to a new Mountain Wire. That's right. Hopefully, you're listening to this over the Fourth of July and. Eli, Eli Becker with me. I started this, Eli. We need to discuss our side rankings again for 4th of July barbecue stuff. That, that's exactly what just came to mind when you mentioned 4th of July. Because we have to bring this up every time we have 4th of July and Thanksgiving. you got to bring up those food rankings. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that at the end because we're doing this um, last week of June here. Um, and Basically what we're doing, basketball podcast, MWCR, Twitter, Facebook, all that great stuff. We have a lot of hoops content. We're going to have more hoops content. We have a... Set. You probably know about this guy already, but we have a couple of new writers with us. But we'll begin with the NBA draft here. So you and me were um, – I look at big picture stuff for basketball. So I'm like, oh, I got the draft. How to watch this stuff. Oh, let's kind of do a roundup. Who's doing what? On a scale of 1 to 10, like, how shocked were you that um, three Mountain West players got drafted and J- just Jalen McDaniels was not the first one taken? Yeah, I was, I was really shocked um, on both ends because – Jalen McDaniels seemed to be the only guy that was really even locked into most of the mock drafts heading up to um, draft day. And he was probably flirting with anywhere between 45th and going undrafted. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably, I don't know where you would go, I'd probably say that either Caleb Martin or Jordan Caroline are probably the most likely to be drafted besides McDaniels. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that all of that um, <laughs> was all for naught. It's Cody Martin who was the first player off the board at 36 and Jalen McDaniels wasn't even the second player out of the mountain was selected. Justin James went top 40 which I was absolutely shocked. I was I was watching the draft and I heard um, whoever the deputy commissioner is um, Mark Adams, he announced that Justin James had been selected, and I was like, wait a minute. And then I heard him say, University of Wyoming. is like, wait a minute. The same <laughs> Justin James? James? Yeah, it's like, who's who's this other Justin James guy? But that's no knock to him. He, he definitely deserved it, and that's a really cool opportunity for him. Yeah. Um, but to say that I saw that coming would be a lie, because I, I did not think that Justin had been on any mocks point of his Wyoming career. Um, though he has always had pro potential. For him to be selected in the top 40 is just awesome. You know, after thinking about it, first off, give shout out to Russ Steinberger, mid major badness, having us be the official GM of the Charlotte Hornets now. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but thinking about it, if you're going to be serious, it is, um, while him getting picked was a bit surprising, well, more than a bit surprising, I would say his style of game for a scorer can fit really good with the NBA, I'm thinking. Because we've all seen what, not that he's a James Harden player, but he's a guy who could score. Like those type of guys. For yeah, what, that's the thing. That's yeah, the, be, yeah. That's what I'm getting. At. Like he, he's not gonna mm-hmm. be Steph Curry. He's not gonna be James Harden. He's not gonna be those guys that can jump up and shoot it from 35 feet, which he probably he can, but not in the NBA. He's not gonna get those opportunities. I would say, but if he goes, I don't know what his minutes or time frame will be. We have summer league stuff coming up to get a little look. Kings were a decent team near a playoff team last year, but if he's a guy who can give them eight minutes and eight points a game, I think that's. That's pretty good. Like he's gonna be a guy who can come off and score a bunch of quick points for that team. As for the type of athlete he is and what he could score, how he could score. And so it yeah, is surprising he got yeah. drafted, but I think 
he I thought he'd be an NBA guy because if you can score, they'll find a way to get you on the court, even if it's five minutes or 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And with his length at the guard spot, I think that also helps him defensively. And he just has um, a good, I don't know, a good approach to the game, I would say. And that does help translate to the defensive end where it's more effort-based than talent-based. And the other thing that I've mentioned with people who are skeptical about his efficiency numbers, which I know were uh, a pretty big concern for him this past season as his field goal percentages dropped um, and his turnover rate went up. And it's that, that he really was the only guy on that Wyoming team that could score or even put up points on a consistent basis. That team minus James was just so bad. And if you go from your two best teammates on the floor being what like Hunter Maldonado and Hunter Thompson to <laughs> Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox, and you're, you're going to get more open looks. You're going to be more effective on offense when you're surrounded by shooters and guys that can put the ball on the floor and um, just have a better feel for the game. So that's why I think, though it was a surprise, I can see why his game translates well to the next level. And I don't think he's going to be an immediate impact player. He'll probably spend at least a decent amount of time in the G League, especially since the Kings are pretty loaded in the backcourt. But once he does get a shot, I think he'll be able to hang around and, and be a solid role player. Yeah, and like looking at what people gave grades and stuff, like it is wild all over the board. Like CBS and Rotor World gave him a B, which I thought was fairly generous. But you're right, like the main thing like one of these guys said, like he was the offense, that's all it was. Yep. And so he could do pick and roll pretty well, so if he gets in that's pretty big game, most NBA teams. Um Bleach Report gave him a D, which I guess their main thing was because his three point percentage kind of just plummeted his last year. But I think that's, like you mentioned, him being the guy, taking probably more shots than he probably wants to. Teams focusing on him more, not allowing him to get good or open easy shots. So, But he should – it's going to be tougher in the NBA. But you're right, if he has all his guys, like Hill and everybody else hanging around, learning mm-hmm. the game for a couple of years, and he'll be fine. It's a surprise he's picked, but I, I think he could be like a surprise player in the league for a while, at least like a maybe a six-man at some point. Or, you know what I mean, somewhere on there, like mm-hmm. off-the-bench guy that can – do it like with the jazz, like Jay Crowder is pretty good guy off the bench, something like that or close mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think he, I think he has a, a good skill set that can translate pretty well to the next level. And you'll find players that are maybe better college players than James that don't translate as well to the next level. But I think James is kind of an exception there with, with the way he's had to play these four years with a Wyoming team. That's been kind of hot and cold. Um, he'll get his opportunity to play against, play against and with really good NBA talent. So, yeah, so let's go over to a K. Excuse me, Cody Martin. Sorry, Caleb somewhere else. But Cody went to Charlotte, as we mentioned before. One of the two Hornets picks within the Mountain West. He are they going to play guard at some point? Because that's kind of been brought up a little bit. A six six guard in the NBA, which wouldn't be out of the ordinary, but still be kind of a big guy. It sounds like they probably want him to play the point. Actually, as they they heard the general manager speak on how um, he was impressed by Cody Martin's point guard abilities, which he displayed especially once Lindsay drew went down and cody martin took over at the point guard spot i the main focus either point guard or shooting but though he does have the length to play up to the three because he's listed about six 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 seven and has good length and can play a variety of positions and also defend multiple positions so i think that versatility is what intrigued charlotte to take him uh the 36 spot sure do they know he's from nevada not unlv no, that they don't know. <laughs> oh, that's a... That was not good. And then the ESPN telecast said that Cody Martin won Mountain West Player of the Year, and that was Co- uh, that was Caleb. False. So that was another 
another L in the book for Cody Martin already, but that's not his fault. Did you see what the uh, what they did for the Knicks draft needs? Oh, everything. <laughs> Pretty much starters, parentheses, and bench. I think it was <laughs> or oh, something gosh, like that. That was good. That was really good. That was a good one. But he Charlotte. I don't know a ton about them, but. I guess here's a good thing. It's like in any sport you get drafted. If you can play both, because he can pro- technically, if they want him to play the point, he can play shooting guard, he can play small forward, maybe a four for a very few minutes if, there's, if they're going small lineup. So if he can play multiple positions, that'll give him a better chance to make the roster. It's like in any mm-hmm. sport, like we, me and Matt talk football a lot. Oh, if you're special teams, kick returner, if you do these different things, you're more likely to make a roster. I don't know if you will. Second round picks are tough to come by to make stick with the team. For He may get cut in training camp. Who knows? But... If they want him to do those multiple spots, that gives him a better chance for somebody who's only a point guard, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So with him, and he has, he's, we've seen him play athletic enough. He can, if you can play guard at, at six six, you're probably fine, right? Because that's a huge mismatch too on either offense and defense. Like if he may, not they'll post up a ton, but if he goes to the hoop, he can. Guys are smaller; he can get a shot off better over the guys who are six four, six three guards. And so it, I think it could be an interesting pick. And if they want him to play that type of way, I think it's a pretty good deal for him. Yeah, and he's a really good distributor, too. He's an excellent passer um, and, and plays well on the defensive end. I think the key for him is being able to consistently knock down a jump shot, which has gotten significantly better throughout his college career and is probably the best it's ever been. But he was more of a liability on offense as recent as a year ago. Um, though his shooting numbers were better than Caleb this past season, it's still coming at a much smaller volume. Um, than what Caleb put up, and that's not that's not to compare the two, but just to kind of give an idea of where um, Cody sits um, in respects to other players coming out of this draft class. So I think if he's able to consistently knock down a perimeter jumper, or at least from 15 plus feet out, and still be able to hang around with defending one, two, or three positions, I think that will allow him to hang around maybe not necessarily with Charlotte if he ends up going with another team or see how summer league plays out but he just has a lot of talent a lot of skills that um, translate well to the pro level I think he does let's go to the last pick here McDaniels went to a Charlotte as well do you think it's a big concern that he's not even 200 pounds and almost 610 that's that's the thing I think uh Jalen McDaniels he has plenty of talent as we all know and is very athletic but the body, the frame that he has um, was supposed to have bulked up a lot this past summer. I didn't see it as much as like some scouts and GMs would have hoped. And I think that's why his stock kind of hung around mid-late second round status. Um, jump shot still isn't quite there where it needs to be, but he has improved a ton offensively. I think just the main concern when he's not even listed at, what, 200 pounds? And he's six foot ten. I I just feel like he could get bullied by a lot of the fours and fives in the NBA that are bigger and just as athletic and um, more experienced. So he'll have to spend a lot of time in the weight room getting that up to be competitive with the other veterans at the next level. And I think that's that's probably what most people are hinting at. So he might not be a guy who immediately is plugged into a rotation. He'll probably have to spend some time in the G League as well. Yeah, like we see his upside in talent. Like the way he came on end of his freshman year when they made that run for the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. or the Mountain West tournament, I should say, to get to the NCAAs. So he's there. His draft grades weren't great. Like, who just started, like, well, are we getting lower grades? I figured it'd be more decent because he went later than people thought. But I think he has the ability, but I think you're right. The big thing, or as I mentioned as well, both of us get bigger, but he 
if he's going to play power forward, he has to have better defense and shoot. Not that power forward needs a good shot, but to be just a pure defensive power forward in the league is not going to cut it. Yeah, and and I think he does have pluses as well for his size that aren't necessarily seen that much in the NBA. Like his ball handling ability at six foot ten is phenomenal. He he carries the ball more like a guard than even a forward. Um, but he will be. It'll have to be uh, an asset defensively, especially um, on the boards as well, because that's where six foot ten guys or, or taller um, earn their keep and. Um, his rebounding numbers weren't even like that great in college, even though he was more athletic and bigger than most of the guys, at least from a height standpoint. And so that will be a major question mark heading forward. But still, uh, his vertical ability, his um, athleticism, I think helps translate. But um, as we both alluded to, his his body needs to get up and, and be more muscular to hang with some of these guys. Well, interesting too. Like if he can handle the ball that well, he has to shoot better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's like either get add 30 pounds to be a true power forward where you're outside or whatever type of step back or length the lengthiest shot you have, it's not a big deal. But if you're going to be dribbling around near a three-point line, you got to be able to be a threat to shoot because oh, yeah. you're just a sitting duck on offense and they're never going to guard you and they'll take away whatever else you have on your team. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of the, the overall consensus here that he's kind of in between – being a quality power forward and then also a guy who has length at maybe a small forward spot because of his ball handling ability um, and that he is capable of hitting the outside shot from time to time. But it just has to be more consistent if he's going to be more of a um, a small forward with shooting ability. But if he does plan on being more of a four, and it's, I mean, it's not really his decision, I guess, but if he, if he does plan on being more of a power forward, then he does have to bulk up and get better at rebounding. True. All right, so let's go to the guys who, or at least to one guy who did not get, who pulls him out of the draft because we didn't do a show before this, which are bad. Sorry. And by the way, we are we were very apologetic for only talking about Joe McDaniel's pre-draft, so that's on us, I guess. <laughs> it happens. It's whatever. So Nemus Kada decided to rightfully pull out of the draft. About was it the when was the draft deadline? Whatever the draft deadline was, the day or two before, I think it was, or the day of. So now we. Pretty sweet video as well from Utah State saying he's back with a bunch of highlights and other stuff. But him being returning, what this will kind of con- move into our other segment about kind of what next year will be, super early dumb picks. But if you look at 2020 drafts, he's like not even the first mountainous guy picked possibly. Like I looked at the ESPN draft and tweeted out, you have your write-up on who could be picked next year in 2020. He might be a pick, like a late second-round pick even after a second year with Craig Smith in Utah State. So – he clearly made the right choice, and it benefits us too. Another year of him, if he if he can improve fifteen percent, that'd be amazing. How well he could play. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I I know where he's slotted in the mocks right now, maybe like between forty five and fifty five or so. But I think the potential for him is pretty high, given that his offensive his overall offensive skill set really isn't that great, and he still shot well over sixty percent from the field this past season. Um, Building upon his freshman year, I think he's already a solid rebounder, um, has a lot of talent. Just finishing around the hoop will be big for him. And if he can develop even a bit of a, I don't know, a 10-foot jump shot or just something a bit more consistent away from the basket, I think that could really help him in terms of stock. And he could end up being a top 40 lock, um, much like Cody Martin and Justin James were. Yeah, and so with him coming back, that we know we've done our early top three picks. Like Andrew did some of those. Um Oh, actually, we should mention who he is. What's, I forget. We, should, we haven't talked. We talked pre-show about him. Um, our new basketball writer, Andrew Dykoff. Is that correct? Dykoff? 
Didn't I say his last name? Because I apologize because I'm probably brutal butchering it. He'll yell at me on Twitter about it. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to talk yeah. to him to get the confirmation. Give me a pronunciation guide, Andrew, for your last name. I'll say it's <laughs> <laughs> real different than what you and I, probably anybody else who talks about Mountain Western College basketball. Well, I guess Sands, Nevada, Nevada fans who, hey, we lost all five starters. We're still the number one team. Hold your horses. Preseason? No. But Nevada, or excuse me, not too stupid Nevada, Utah State <laughs> is clearly the number one team. And I don't know if it's that close. No, I don't think it's that close either. And I, going back to Nevada a little bit, I do like what they have going forward. But of course. Five senior starters. And Jordan and, Brown. Yeah, and Jordan Brown and not – I mean the the class coming in is bet is is solid, but it's better for the 2020, 2021 season. So I think they'll probably be in the middle of the pack and have a chance to creep into the top three or four. But I do, for the most part, agree with Andrew's top three, and and I think Utah State is still a runaway. Yeah, you got Utah State, San Diego State, New Mexico, and it's not to say like I replied on Twitter to a couple people, then just stop and gave up because it's futile. Okay, <laughs> the best roster at this point. It cannot be Nevada no matter what. No. Just because of the sheer amount of production they've lost in talent. Could they be the best team win the conference? I'm not going to say no to that. I may not say yes either, but could they finish second or third or even win? Yes, they certainly could. Yep, but at this point, pre-4th July, there's no sane person to say they have the best roster. No. We've already said they got the best coach, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With Alfred. I, would, I mean, best case scenario, you could probably make an argument that they have... I don't know, maybe the fourth best roster, fifth best roster in the Mountain West. But That's, again, having Alford as a head coach, that does help. Yeah, and like New Mexico would be higher, but Anthony Mattis is now up at Oregon. So it doesn't help either. We'll see what Jaquan Lyle will do after his injury last year, which is very unfortunate. So I think like next year it's going to be as exciting, if not more, than this year. I think it'll be more exciting early on. Because last year was all Nevada this, Nevada that, which is accurate because how good they are. But it's not going to be where, oh, they're undefeated. They beat Utah State by 20-something, that home opener, I believe it was, or maybe 30 yeah. points. And so there's going to be more. It's not. Do you think it would be more depth in this league possibly or more competitive at the top? How would you put it best? Um, well, I think Utah State, regardless, is the, is the front runner. Um, their only key loss was Quinn Taylor, and they did lose Dwayne Brown off the bench. But mm-hmm. those moves were pretty much offset by his, um, the JUCO newcomer of Alfonso Anderson, and they also brought in Cameron Barristow's brother, Sean. And so I, I don't know how much of a um, role Barristow will have in his freshman season, but they do recover pretty nicely and also bring back Marilyn Cada. So Utah State, I would say, clear front runner, and then you have probably, I don't know, four or five teams that could creep up into that top three. Um, we, all, we already mentioned New Mexico, mm-hmm. Nevada should be solid. Uh, Boise State, who had a down year last year and brings back a number of guys. And then also I would probably mention Air Force in that same category because they bring back everyone from last year's sixth-place team. So there are a number of teams in that middle section of the conference that could finish as high as second and probably as low as um, fifth or sixth. And then you also have San Diego State and Fresno State who are pretty solid as well. So I I hear what you're saying. You and OV is going to finish bottom half again. I mean, probably. Yeah, I would. I would Sorry, you know, had to. Best case for them, I don't know, maybe like fifth or sixth if things get rolling. Because I think their play style definitely benefits them if they're able to make it work. But I just think over time, once Osselberger gets his type of players that fit 
the roles that he wants him to play, I think they'll improve. So at least for this season, they'll probably be middle of the pack at best. All right, it's funny here, so we get that rebel hate coming our way. So <laughs> you love it, don't you? I'm just saying, like, no, I don't like. I just, I just want people to realize, make we make realistic expectations here. Like I called out Nevada fans, where it's like, dude, your roster's not the best. Could you win the league? Maybe. I wouldn't shoot it down, but you don't have the best roster sitting here in middle end of June, so. That, yeah, that front court is shaky. But I mean, what would you say? What do you think? I, I like New Mexico more than San Diego State. Uh-huh. But it depends. Like, had they had Matt, Mattis, Mathis here, that probably they'd be really close to Utah State. But, like, it depends on who's healthy. Like, Vance Jackson, Carlton Bragg are pretty good guys. If if Lyle is really healthy. What did he have? Was it Achilles injury? I forget what yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Achilles, yeah. That's a pretty severe injury to come back from. And, like, as you know, in the NBA, Kevin Durant's out for the – or already out for all next year. And his – Injury was. I remember the football game you had to boot. Was it like late September, Halloween or something? Maybe it was. Yeah, it was like the first practice of fall. I think that he injured it. So it's a mid October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. We're like eight months away, nine months. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll start off slow, but I like them to maybe finish second in the conference. Do, you, do does it team? I know even with talent, they still kind of imploded. Oh yeah, that's a concern. So maybe they get another year together, figure things out, and say quit being knuckleheads and play better. Maybe Paul Weir needs to be a better head coach. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, there's yeah. a they have the I'm getting at the talent is there to get them for the conference, and I think they have a touch more talent than San Diego State, just a little bit, but it's close. I, yeah, and I I would almost put just on paper, purely on paper, I think New Mexico's roster could arguably be better than Utah State's, but when you factor in everything else, I there's a reason why Utah State's the consensus favorite and New Mexico isn't, but I think the potential is there for the Lobos to probably finish as high as second. And I don't know, finish as low as you name it, because it, just when you have so many infusion of of transfers coming in, it's just so hard to make it work. And I think around at least the college basketball landscape, so many people paid attention to what Eric Musselman did, and I just think it's so rare that Nevada was able to infuse all these transfers and make it work. Um, I'm not saying that Paul Weir and his guys can't do it, but. I mean, it's like putting a huge, huge puzzle together when you have all these guys coming in with different backgrounds, and you also have some players that have been suspended, kicked off the team, arrested, and things like that. So it's just, it's tough. But on paper, this team is excellent, and I think the potential is there for a really special season. And if it goes sideways, that could get really, really, really dicey in Albuquerque. Oh, it definitely could. So, so. But when you factor in everything else, I there's a reason why Utah State's the consensus favorite and New Mexico isn't. But I think the potential is there for the Lobos to probably finish as high as second and, I don't know, finish as low as you name it. Because it, just when you have so many infusion of, of transfers coming in, it's just so hard to make it work. And I think around at least the college basketball landscape, so many people paid attention to what Eric Musselman did. And I just think it's so rare that... Nevada was able to infuse all these transfers and make it work. Um, I'm not saying that Paul Weir and his guys can't do it, but I mean it's like putting a huge, huge puzzle together when you have all these guys coming in with different backgrounds, and you also have some players that have been suspended, kicked off the team, arrested, and things like that. So it's just it's tough, but on paper this team is excellent, and I think the potential is there for a really special season. And if it goes sideways, that could get really 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 dicey in albuquerque oh it definitely could so so week almost a week ago see we're getting more cup basketball content folks so pay attention we're getting quite a few with <laughs> andrew eli 
I may jump in here and there. We have our new at one of our new Aztec guys who's hoops only, so we'll do a few things with that. But like you mentioned, like um, Air Force, uh, their floor <laughs> ten wins. Oh boy, that's not good. Um, <laughs> they'll, they'll be middle of the pack. Boy, we didn't do too much of Boise State, but when they, when they have an NBA draft pick potential on the roster, they, I think you're. Right. I think like they'll be a thorn and maybe beat like say Utah State or Aztecs, perhaps one of those top teams. But I think they're probably going to finish like at the tail end. Of the tail end. Okay. Tired than that, they might. But I think that's kind of where is that? Where, okay, I think like you mentioned, those five or six teams in the top half. I think they could be just behind. Best case scenario, behind those other three teams. Yeah, I think their ceiling is probably how they could probably wind up winning the Mountain West regular season title if everything really works out and something happens to Utah State or San Diego State. But I think if we're really trying to, um to predict where Boise State finishes up, I would say realistically third or fourth maybe and probably get to that 20-win 20 um, win barrier again. Yeah, and then we go through. We're going to go through a bunch of teams. We may do this. It probably all could have been different podcasts itself and spread this. So we'll keep going. Uh, and what do we get to about Colorado State? You Can I mention what we talked about DMs about Nico Carvaccio? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, hey, Eli, do a 2020 NBA draft stuff on people. Uh, I have nothing to write about Nico. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> just fantastic college basketball player. And, and he's going to make his keep playing professional basketball. I don't think there's any doubt of that at all. Um, but just play style is in the NBA right now. Uh, just back to the basket guys are not quite as common as they were as recent as 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. But he's going to just beast this year, probably put up I don't know, you name it, like 18 and 12 or 18 and 13 again, um, finish among the all-time career leaders in a rebounding. But he needs a lot of help, I think. Um, Colorado State, especially on the defensive side, was just miserable last year, and they need to be much better um, on that side of the ball or else, the, I mean, Colorado State's probably going to finish bottom four in the Mountain West again, and that's pretty much my my overall summary of CSU heading into next season. I have a question with him. Uh-huh. How being like you think he's pretty good, and if he puts up, puts up those type of numbers, what would the team have to do for him to be considered like player of the year? I think probably, I think probably top five. I think top five, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if that could happen. Uh, it's a lot of things that have to go right, but I mean he's going to put up his numbers, and he already has the last two three years, but. So often it comes down to how well the team does overall, which I think is what you're pointing at here. Mm-hmm. And I don't like I don't know if there has been a player that has won a Mountain West Player of the Year award that finished on a team outside of the top five. Yeah, I don't. I have to look and see, but I don't believe yeah. so. But he, I think he could be the best. Pl- like I think there's talent there where he could be argued to be one of the best players, but to actually mm-hmm. win the award, it's a different scenario. Yep. And I guess with Nevada, we've already mentioned that they could win the league. They could finish fifth, maybe. I think it's a big swing with new coach, new talent, five starters gone. Brown going to Arizona, who sits out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick, what else do you guys? Okay, San Jose State. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I like how you put it. Ceiling, seven to ten wins. Is that conference win or total wins? I'm assuming total. That, that would be total, yeah. Four, yikes. <laughs> Explain yourself for yikes. A more technical uh, term. I mean, Over? you kind of <laughs> you can make your own assumptions here, but here's how I see it. San Jose State was 4 and 27 last year. They won two non-conference games and one conference game. 
and they lose pretty much the bulk of their production from last year as well. And every single double-digit score under John Prelo has transferred. Um, it's it's just I, – I don't even know how to explain it at this point. It's just tough for this program because they've had really good players play with the Spartans the last five years. Brandon Clark, who was a what a – like top 20 NBA draft choice, uh, Ryan Wellich, who did good things at uh, their uh, Noah Bauman, who was their Keith. And that's why I think if he were given, I don't mean his roster or, or like one of the two, Colorado State's roster, I think he would do a decent job. And I think he's a, a very smart coach overall. And he's just kind of stuck with a group that is constantly riddled by turnover year in and year out and mm-hmm. he's just trying to make the most of it but what's probably going to happen if we're being honest i don't see this getting turned around anytime soon unless guys start to stick around and then they'll have a they'll need to have a reason why they stick around and that usually comes down to winning so like i don't know how long prelo is going to last in san jose state and then they're going to have to select a new head coach and then with head coach comes more turnover and it's just a, a cycle that continues so unless the university puts more emphasis on basketball as a whole, which, I mean, they've had plenty of things come out the last year plus about how the overall university just does not put any emphasis or effort towards San Jose State basketball. I think this is the result that is going to keep happening. It could be, and they barely started with football. And also consider, to be fair, this is only year number three. It's going to be year three coming up for him. Mm-hmm. So I think this is an area where if you want to stick with them and – Hey, here's the thing. If they don't care, keep him around for six years. Like, see, give he's a, a good coach. He's a, yeah. I, yeah, he's a good coach. I don't think this should really fall on him. Yeah, give the guy a chance. Like, I bring this up a bunch talking football, and I think with you as well in, bas- in our basketball shows in Kentucky. They have, what's his name? One of the Stoops brothers is at Kentucky football. Kentucky football has been garbage forever. It's really been good. They feel like Tim Couch drafted whenever, decade ago, plus now the Browns are they finally gave him around, like, just we'll stick with it, stick with it, show a little improvement. That's all Prelo needs to do, just get to eight wins. You know what I mean? Get a few more wins here or there. They let them stick around for a long time. Now they're in the top 15 this past year. Pretty good football team. I'm not saying it's anything could happen, but if you recycle a coach every four years, you're never yeah. going to get out of the rut. So maybe yeah. give him six years. I, don't, I think his contract is probably the standard five years, I believe. Mm-hmm. But maybe give him six years. But you know what goes in their favor? Wyoming? Oh, boy. They yeah. might finish higher than Wyoming this year. They might, yeah. Wyoming, as bad as they were last year, now they lose a top 40 pick in Justin James. My goodness. I mean, there there are some players on this team, some young guys that I think are pretty solid. Uh, Hunter Thompson showed some signs last year. I like Hunter Maldonado a ton, but he's just really had a tough time with injuries in his first two seasons. Um, um, they also have, I'm blanking on the name right now, Jake Hendricks, who's a good three-point shooter last season. So... There are good players, but you're counting on these guys to be your ones and twos when they're probably more like solid role options or, or more like a three or a four on other solid teams. And I just think losing Justin James is is going to be just massive for this team. But in a way, maybe it does help things a bit because you have maybe a, a little less standing and watching James do his thing and maybe a bit more cohesive team ball. But again... Um, same with San Jose State. There just isn't a ton on that roster that convinces you to think that they're going to finish high in the conference. Yeah, we'll see how it goes because Edwards had the one year, but he's had NBA guys the past couple of years. 
And mm-hmm. so with the guy that James has scored as much as he could, you think they'd be a tad better. But he more closely to like a hot seat than Prelu is. But he's also been there. Yeah. She also year three, I believe, right? Uh, year, yeah. Year three, year four. So it's got all teams we went over. Went through to Mexico, went through all the rest of the conference. Is there anything else we missed in our super stupid early preview stuff? Um, I don't think so. I think that, that covers most of the bulk of it. So there are a lot of teams that are kind of waiting around in different areas. And you know there will be more roster movement between now and November. Yeah, there'll be a bit here. I guess one thing we're not going to get into right now because it takes a minute, but go check out our buddy Andrew. He did like the t- rating the top transfers for sitting out. Mm-hmm. And we'll have other, we have some other shows too. I just thought of right it's now. It's a good have, list. Like, yeah, with this, we can go over, we have your breakout transfer guys. So maybe they will be our next, our next handful of guys that are pretty good on that list. Who could, uh, yeah, see, do something special. So let's do this. Since it is going to be 4th of July weekend, we got to get to it, right? Yeah, that's right. So, um, I think we discussed this before. What's your definition of barbecue out there in Seattle? Oh my! I remember this being because hey, because guess what? The topic. When you're moving to Charlotte, correct? Uh huh. Yeah. Go, first, um, go tell Cam do it, and you'll take fifteen hundred dollars for any flight you'd like. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. <laughs> you'll get some good barbecue out there, out, out there in North Carolina. Yeah, help me pay for rent. So the um, answer will change drastically <laughs> between now and August, because you're out there in what a month, six weeks. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm heading out on August fourteenth. Busy time. So yep. I believe you said barbecue is like hamburgers and hot dogs, right? Yeah, but I feel like that was kind of – you kind of like swatted me on that. I feel like your answer was very different. <laughs> but is. you're from Texas, so everything's supposed to be different. Uh, sure. What do you mean? That sounds like a slight. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, first off, the whole Coke thing. Uh... Uh, Texas toast. Pretty much, you know, everything Texas, actually. All, te- all Texas toast is is, like, bigger toast because I guess that's bigger <laughs> in Texas, the lame slogan they have. I'm going to quote you on that. The lame slogan? Go for it. <laughs> yeah, all Texas toast is is bigger toast. It's like garlic toast. Like, I was at Target the other day. I'm like, oh, Texas toast. It's just garlic toast with thicker bread. That's all it is. It's just, I guess, the bigger aspect. But barbecue, like... My feeling of barbecue town, but it's like pork, pulled pulled pork ribs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Burgers and hot dogs are part of it. Part of it. Yo, trust me. When you get out to North Carolina, go try some dry rub, vinegar based, mustard based type stuff, and then you'll be like, wait. Well, I I appreciate good barbecue. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been exposed to the right stuff yet, and I haven't really been to the South that much to begin with. So. Uh-huh. yeah that's right I, w- I would hope so you know okay you know who i need to speak with i need to talk to uh davis potter he covers he covers wyoming i know he's from the south i think he went to auburn he's, i'm pretty sure he went to auburn so i know he's from the south though I, he'll have some some good recommendations for me, I'm hoping. <laughs> it still counts, right? Oh man. <laughs> yep. I definitely I definitely grew up watching a lot of NASCAR though. That is a true thing. So, um, yeah, going to, being out of that part of the country, going to a NASCAR event apparently is like going to soccer. 
that you don't really appreciate until you're there. So I think you, you, know, you have to go to NASCAR and let us know how it is. That was, I I have been to a couple before. I went to Chicago oh, yeah. okay. twice, okay, so that go. that was a good experience. But I what's think, this, this secret sports love? We never knew about this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've kind of I would say I've I don't know if I've grown out of it, but I've kind of lost interest. But I was I was all about NASCAR growing up. Like, I mean, what my college basketball obsession is now was, was doesn't even compare to what NASCAR was when Whoa. I was growing up. Which is weird because wow. coming from Seattle, that's not even like there aren't even any races or anything around here but what's yeah, the closest race california like was it fontana out there i the think day? it's Vegas, yeah maybe? i think it's Phoenix? fontana One Vegas is also close yeah and um infinian or sonoma hmm, interesting all right. as well so yeah wow. all right wow okay let's get back to fourth and light topics we got our side yes. topics here um <laughs> i know we discussed this before but i have zero recollection of what your um item is what if there's a of a spread of whatever you'd like out there what would you get grab first to complement your barbecue hot dog whatever <laughs> um yeah well i feel like hot dog you can get most like you can get that throughout the year so yeah. maybe not that well, i just mean to no to, to your side dish to your hot dog <laughs> oh a side dish okay yeah. okay this gets really interesting okay corn for sure <sighs> sorry wait for a barbecue oh, okay go oh, on sorry. the cob Okay, that's more specification. Thank you. You said okay, corn. I thought you meant like, like, like can. I thought you meant just said corn. That's no, two no, separate okay. things. Corn is corn on the cob, preferably on the barbecue as well. Okay, that's good. Grill it, yeah, nice. Yeah, we got to do it right. Um, maybe okay. Um, but that's coleslaw. your that's your number one item, corn on the cob. It's the first one that came to mind. Okay, you're gonna say like mac and cheese or something, aren't you? Not, not even close. Okay, then what's yours? Potato salad. Ah, by mean, far mustard coleslaw based. is better no it's not coleslaw is your <laughs> stepbrother of potato salad <laughs> yeah it's definitely better especially if you toss some sriracha in there that's perfect oh i need to try that then that's a good tip sriracha um, coleslaw i need mm-hmm. to get some like okay i'll be honest here i need to actually make good coleslaw and not getting it from like kfc or something <laughs> or even cracker barrel which makes whatever type of food you want to say they usually kind of specialize in that type of stuff at a restaurant um, I'll try sriracha coleslaw. I, I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying I'm not like it, but it's not like my first choice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if coleslaw is necessarily my go-to either. Well, I know potato salad isn't either. But Do you even like, like potato salad because that's the best by far. It's. I mean, I could eat a whole tub know, if I wanted to. If it's in front like of me, I'd eat a whole tub. It's what? It's kind of like root beer for me. Like every so often, it sounds okay. good, but I don't know. I baked beans. I would rather go with. If they're good baked beans. I used to not like baked beans, but I've come around on some of those. Like like Bush's beans? Yeah, maybe better than that. Maybe maybe dress them up a little bit with some more ginger and a little bit of spice or something. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. So we got that. So we got beans. We got coleslaw, I guess. Potato salad. Yeah. Uh, corn of the cob. I guess like a vegetable. I, um, I feel like we're missing something like really obvious. We haven't got to fruits or vegetables. Like watermelon is typically a pretty big uh, barbecue type Definitely. meal. Do you ever get Definitely. the fried pineapple? Grilled pineapple? Grilled pineapple? Oh, that sounds like a no. I well, I've never even like heard of this. It will change your life. I I don't know about hot pineapple though. Tr- I don't like it on pizza. I don't like it in Thai that's, food. That's way different. Trust okay. me. I'll eat I'll eat the Hawaiian pizza. That's fine. It's what it, what it is. Mm, it's it's. I mean, pineapple is probably my favorite fruit, but I cannot tolerate that. On if pizza. it's there, it's like if it's my choice. It's not my go-to choice, but I'll have it. But you need to look up a gr- recipe for grilled pineapple. You got to glaze it just right. Okay. Trust me, it's it's really good. Um, I don't, are we missing biscuits? That's not really part of it, I guess. Sort of potato chips. That's lame. Um, 
Should we Google as people are yelling at us as we like, who are these two I'm, guys? I'm currently Googling? Googling. I'm going through a slideshow right now. This is all like fancy organic stuff. So it's not really. Let me tell you this. You know what's, over, what's underrated? Getting like good grilled asparagus or grilled good broccoli. Broccoli, yes. Asparagus, no. Not even with a little lemon juice and stuff like that on top? No, I'm not a I'm not an asparagus guy. Especially like asparagus tops. I don't even eat the tops. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, not I get... picky, I'm not picky either, but that's just one of the things. It's like I hear you. Yeah, I'm looking at a thing here too. This looks pretty good. I'm getting hungry. I, oh, here's what we're missing: like um, pasta salad. People like that. Yeah. Well, like macaroni salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But kind of like a macaroni salad, where it's like uh, you have tomatoes, you have the olive oil, maybe some pepperoni, little small cheese cubes in there. Mm-hmm. Not and, bad. Uh, ham for sure. Uh, how do you incorporate <laughs> ham in here? I want to hear this before we go. I guess. I mean, I, it was it was just a I know. just a jab. Hey, you bring it up, you gotta bring it in there. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had ham on Fourth of July before. Maybe like a grilled cheese and ham sandwich for lunch. Would mac and cheese be one of your sides? Uh, yeah, that'd be good. I I'm okay with mac and cheese. My kid loves it, but it's like I don't get how people like it as a main thing. Like I'll make like truffle mac and cheese, gouda Ooh. mac and cheese stuff like that. It's pretty good. What, what about like seafood mac and cheese? Seafood mac and cheese, or you just mean like yeah, with like with like shrimp in it? That's not with cheese as well, or you just mean the pasta with the shrimp? Or no, shrimp no, no, like macaroni and cheese with shrimp. Never had that. I've had just a pot like the uh, what you're describing minus the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so like pasta with, with like a yeah, like a pasta salad with cheese, like uh, not cheese, but with uh, like a shrimp or whatever. Okay, have we try? It's good. Oh, I'll, I'll look it up. I, I, I'm not. I'm willing to try everything, but I'm just saying. I'm looking at this one website here. This looks really good. This might be. This could be a new favorite site at least to try. As we're getting to food talk in June, leave us alone, folks. So I'm on delish.com, which I can get lost forever and actually make some of this stuff, so it's always fun. Okay. A jalapeno popper potato salad. Yeah, that sounds good. That's really good. And what it is, okay, let me clarify on potato salad. This is like using the, the red potatoes. I like, I know this sounds terrible, but I'll go to Kroger or Smith's or whatever, Costco, and just get the mustard base in the tub and eat that. <laughs> I know that's not the best. <laughs> But I still like this one. I put some pepper on there. What? Well, leave me alone. I've had better potato <laughs> salad, but I will accept that as being good enough as well. Okay. But this one here, it's really good. It's like it has the diced up, like the actual potatoes, like the russet, the red, the red potatoes, I guess, bacon, jalapeno, the fresh ones. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. All right. So what's, what about, what's like, no- what about like stuffed peppers? Oh, of course. Like jalapeno yeah. poppers, kind of? Yeah. Yes. You know, where, where are we going to ask? I don't know. I was just going to say, uh-huh. one of my favorite things, is a grilled cheese shop near me. All they, uh-huh. do is, all they do is grilled cheese. And they took off the menu, but I asked them when they moved. I'm like, do you still make this? They'll make a jalapeno popper grilled cheese sandwich. What? And they will make the – and they ha- serve on the side of the hot jelly sauce. Oh, my god! So what they do, it's just a cream cheese as the cheese in the sandwich. And that, they basically use, and they basically use Texas toast. Just saying, <laughs> the uh, yes. toast. just big toast, right? It's just a little bit. That honestly, that's all it is. So I guess my yeah. number one's potato salad. Your number one's corn on the cob. I yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. That's that's the move for Fourth of July, man. That's what I do. Yeah, like if I'm going main dish, I'll do like here. I'm it's I'm out of town here, so I'm not, I'm not in control. But like I do brats, I'll do sausage, I'll do pulled pork. Gets a good barbecue sauce, but just. Put people Bur- call what you want cook if you want to call a cookout have your burgers not dogs don't cut a barbecue that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah so eli learn True. from that learn from that and you'll okay, do, will. we will do i'm guessing let's do this maybe pre-season before we do our previews we'll do uh, another barbecue show for you to uh 
be enlightened about what's really good barbecue, I guess. That's right. Yeah, I'll be enlightened for sure. <laughs> All right. We'll, okay, this, we're done here. We're done with our show. We're talking hoop. We're done. Got a good 45 plus minutes. Um, I'm not sure when our next show will be. I think what we could do, here's a good plan, maybe a couple weeks because stuff goes on. You're moving soon. <laughs> it's summertime. We got going to poolside, hanging out. But I think our next show could be like, like I mentioned before, the transfers, those breakout type players, and maybe we'll play a game or two, just kind of have some fun with it. So that sounds good. Check us out mwr.com. Um, check out Eli Betker's stuff. Our new guy Andrew. I'll get your last name. I should ask you eventually what it should be because I feel <laughs> terrible. And he's probably like, "Who is this guy? He knows nothing." Like, oh, sorry. But we'll have a lot more basketball stuff consistent. I should say throughout the year. Um, if you're here for any, found us out. Thank you. iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio. Tune in. Uh, Podcoin. If you go there and put in the code Mountain West, you get three hundred uh, Podcoins. Did you hear about that, Eli? What that is? I did not. It's, it's a really like a new. It's a new podcast service everywhere, Jeremy. I can't oh, keep up. Here's what we do. I'll tell people really quick. Basically, enlighten me, Jeremy. I will enlighten you. I'll put this as our ad so I can get a bonus podcast for our show to <laughs> yes. get more people to listen. Which thank you who found this from there, done it. So really quick, what it is? It's just a podcast app. It's 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 new. It's getting better. It's pretty good. So if you go to Podcoin, I think dot com, or just search Podcoin. Put in Mountain West, no space, so you get 300 podcoins. Well, what's a podcoin? Well, essentially, it gives you kind of podcoins for every minute you listen to a show. It's like if you're listening now, it's 50 minutes or whatever it is, you get podcoin, I think, per minute or something like that. And then you can take those in and be like a Google gift card, Target, um, Sephora, headphones. You could be nice. Well, this is kind of cool. So you could, or you could donate those toward like clean water, clean energy, stuff like that. You can donate it for dog shelter if you like as well. Um, it does take a bit to get them, so it's it's it, it takes some dedicated listening. But for me, I ride the train to work every day. I'm about listen to probably three hours worth of podcast every day almost. Mm-hmm. So I've gone about a month. I've got a handful of gift cards from there. It takes a minute, but it's no different than anything else. It's a give it a try, right? Yeah, that's that's a cool service. That's just, good. Just I'm, I'm I'm impressed. Go check it out, and that 300 will help you right away get closer. So just check that out and. I know people have listened from it, and so I appreciate that. If you have, let us know. I like it. It's uh, they're pretty. Just, they made some new features lately, so you can it makes it even better. So yeah, check it out because who who, who doesn't like free stuff for just listening to you and me talk about basketball barbecue? Yeah, and barbecue for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, but that's it for today. We'll be back in a couple a couple months. I think is a good idea. We'll probably do maybe once a month. Maybe uh, who knows? Maybe Eli will get some more transfer news or something going on. So that's right. We'll take a look. All right, and we'll yeah check us out mwr.com, and we'll be back uh, next time.